2: I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am joined, as always, by Sarge.
0: Oh, that's me, and I had to find my mute button real quick, because it moved. Ha ha.
2: And the mysterious L. Hello, my
1: beautiful babies. (laughs) (sighs) Just going to do the whole podcast in this nerd voice. (laughs) You guys play Magic: The Gathering? Eh? Oh, back
2: back in the day, back in the day, I, I I slung some cardboard crack as the kids were calling it. I'm hip.
0: I'm happening. I exclusively play Storybook Brawl. Oh, and, um, yeah. No, I'm too cool for Magic.
1: Yeah. Crawworm, go! <laughs> <laughs> of uh, that
2: busting out the crawworm that's world class i would say if you were going to stay in character for an episode i would hope for duke nukem but i will i'll take the nerd if i have no choice
1: yeah. uh duke uh duke takes a lot out of the old voice oh i bet i bet, <laughs> I bet. Duke, uh...
2: duke's like yeah duke's like one of those death metal groups where they have two vocalists so one person doesn't have to scream all concert long and thusly destroy their vocal cords
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's always so much better when you have a rotated cast of people screaming gibberish over incredible instrumentation, which is all metal music is. Yeah. You want to hear these great metal bands, but nobody wants to just sit around and listen to guys play instruments with no quote-unquote vocals. So we just have some idiot screaming nonsense over it.
0: It's like, oh, so good. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's right. I'm starting the podcast taking shots at metal music. Get with
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get wrecked, Metallica. You suck.
1: Meta- <laughs> wow! Yeah, because when I think metal, when it, in 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 my darkest, blackest
0: pit of my heart, when I think of metal, I think of Metallica.
1: Yeah, I, I know.
0: Mean, they, like that's a worse burn than what I said. Like I at least classified them as metal, and you were like, "No, I would never think of them as metal." I, I
1: would literally never think of Metallica as metal. I, I, maybe, I, I, maybe I should, like maybe technically, I guess I don't know. Yeah, a I keep, I keep talking over with, whatever whatever point my grades has.
0: <laughs> no give do an I, inquiry, what do you think they are?
1: I feel like they're, a they're rock like band. fucking they're just like I would just consider them rock and roll at this point. Like they're I mean, maybe forty years ago or whatever when they 30 years ago when they dropped, like they were they had the edge enough to be metal, but they definitely don't have the edge enough to be metal these days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I,
0: mean, I, I agree with you.
2: I-, I was back in L. There, I, w- I, w- I couldn't believe that you called Metallica metal. I was just like, man, they are they are so not metal. It's not even funny to me. So, bam, take that Metallica.
1: Finally, there's, a- there's th- only one metal band I give a shit about anyway. That's Austrian Death Machine. Austrian Death Machine. Austrian Death Machine rules because they have a dumb gimmick. Uh,
0: I like the Oakley Dukelys.
1: Oh yeah, I-, I can fuck with some Oakley Dokili. Yeah.
2: I'm going to have to listen to these bands after the podcast. That's going to be my new goal: is to embrace myself into uh, L-approved metal groups and see how they see how they play. One well, of my I just uh, like metal
1: with a gimmick. Like I, I don't I don't want a metal band's gimmick to just be like, "Hey, we're good at shredding on guitar and we want to like yell about feces or whatever." So, <laughs> what what do metal bands like to? What do metal bands like to write their lyrics about? Yeah, probably feces, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Is a friend of the podcast DJ Minimal Efforts favorite band Cannibal Corpse in the conversation here? No, I mean, I, have you ever listened to Cannibal Corpse? They're fucking awful. But yeah, they're just <laughs> like yeah, they're, they're just dumb, screamy. It's
2: just like just, yeah, I I I have heard the the songs that uh, Minimal Effort will, will would rant and rave about back in the day, and it was it was not not even the, the ballpark of coherence to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, we ha- we haven't played our our content warning yet, so I'm rem- I'm I'm remiss to even bring up the name of this band. So avert your ears, sensitive listeners. But Cannibal Corpse uh, occupies the same mind space to me as uh, the horrible punk band Anal Cunt, uh, because uh, at the time, I'm sure that they thought that what they were saying and doing was really provocative, but the internet is a thing now, so, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> l- l- lyrics lyrics like strapped to a table naked genitals exposed i'm just like yeah big deal i mean whatever that's a, yeah. that's tuesday not in the internet brother what do you got for me now <laughs> don't even feel a tickle so uh, ah let's uh let's hit that content
2: warning anyways
0: content warning the adventures in hell World podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people listener discretion advised
1: I will say to their credit, it is hard to get that band, that band's name out of my mouth these days. So I, 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 I reserve the, the, the C word has become reserved for like, like break in case of emergency. <laughs> it's just like, I, I do not bust that word out very often. So even just saying, even just having, like, it sticks like a lump in my throat when I try to get it out now. Yeah. yeah
0: I couldn't even tell you the last time I like said that word.
1: Oh,
2: I, I like I the one thing I will say is that god, I have so many older men at the poker tables who just think they're the biggest edge lord around when they bust it out. There's like, "Ooh, I'm a naughty boy. I said the bad word." And it's like, "Dude, you're like Sixty. What is wrong with you? Calm there's down. So, there's
0: so many worse words now. <laughs> yeah, and also it's just
1: like it. it, it it's just like so context like specific too. Because again, in in the UK, they have never given a single fuck about that word, and they just bandy it about all the time. So if I'm in a UK sort of way, like it, it comes a lot. Like if I'm putting the accent on it, it comes a lot more natural. But if I'm just using, if I'm just using my American ass a- accent and I try to bust that word out, it's just like, ooh, this feels wrong. This feels like the R word, or. or the The F word, not not the yeah. word "fuck," which is perfectly fine. The other, oh one yeah, is they're, they're the much more, one.
0: <laughs> They're much more in arms about Fanny because uh, over in the UK, because that means the front, not the back, over there.
1: Yes, yeah, they must be they must be really confused about frugal Fannies. They must be yeah. like what?
2: <laughs> so uh, we've done enough spitballing about uh, fun and frivolity. It's time to actually enter into hell world and the nightmare that we live in.
0: Let's look at the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. <laughs> Where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, well, I mean we have
2: uh, we have an ample feast of nonsense to go over with the 1 six commission and the fact that uh, it's looking like uh, the people that would know better knew that it wasn't antifa and Black Lives Matter and quote unquote, the bad guys that were doing the rioting and the attacking of the Capitol and that it actually was Trump supporters that were doing this because um, we had it released that uh, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Donald Trump Jr., who apparently doesn't have daddy's uh, phone number, at least the three of them and probably others were uh, texting with Mark Meadows, who was Trump's chief of staff during his time in office, and begging mark meadows to tell trump to call off the dogs to uh tell the people breaching the capitol to stand down and leave because this is a this is a bad thing this is not this is not working and that uh, uh i believe laura ingram said that he was tarnishing the maga
0: legacy by having this happen Wolf and nothing can tarnish the MAGA legacy. Like he, he's on. He's recorded as saying, "Grab him by the pussy," and that didn't sink his his run to presidency. But, th- but that
1: was before he was the president, and he showed up, and he clearly made America great again. I mean, like after Trump's four years in office, America felt much greater. I mean, we we could all feel it in our we were Yeah. Just like, ah, yes, and Girl, we all do. we are awash in greatness. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But I I think that was my favorite thing uh, about his reelection campaign, uh, besides the moments when he got COVID, uh, was that at the start of the campaign, he hated the slogan, keep America great. Uh, he loved MAGA and he was very sad about CAG, as the as the cool kids on the Internet were calling it. And then. W- and and then when COVID hit and fucked everything up, that was the one thing that made him happy because he was like, now I can go back to make America great again because I can be like, we were making America great, then COVID fucked it up, but we'll make it great again. So I get to go back to my catchphrase that I couldn't use during a reelection campaign because that would imply that I had fucked up my previous four years as president and we needed to fix things.
1: Well, but now yeah, that but as a as a businessman, you would think that he would know that that's a stupid idea because then, like a bunch of people already own their hats, right? <laughs> so what he should do is he should change the slogan to Mega with two A's at the end, make America great again, again. So that way, all you of those were suckers. Say that, <laughs> that way, all the all the suckers that bought the hat the first time around, they have to buy a new hat.
0: Oh, or right, just modify the fr- their existing hat.
1: For, for the frugal people that don't want to buy a whole new hat they can sell a hat expansion kit that's literally just an extra A in the same font and like a safety pen, but they can sell it for like 25 retail or whatever. And he was like, you can spend $40 on the whole new hat. Or if you, if you know, we know it's tight this time of year uh, with gas prices going up because of sleepy Joe Biden, uh, <laughs> you could just, just go ahead and fucking safety pin this extra A onto your hat using Trump's official hat expansion kit, physical DLC for your MAGA hat.
0: I actually saw one of those uh, stickers in the wild with Joe Biden pointing at the gas pump Uh, on the gas pump with Joe Biden pointing saying, I did this. I uh, pulled it off.
2: I just I I just love that like they're so obsessed with this. I've seen so many posts on Gab from people like saying like print out these stickers and put them here and here and here and go into libraries where only the filthy libs go cuz apparently literacy is a liberal prerogative and conservative I mean, t- to
1: be fair of the two political parties if I had to guess which one was more uh you know prone to being one of those reading type of folks. Like I, I know where I place my bet. Like between Democrat <laughs> and Republican, which one do you think is more prone to reading? I am all in on Democrat. All chips on dim.
0: <laughs> you can get a lot of reading done when you're hooked up to a ventilator, right? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, but, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, although, I mean, nowadays they're telling their uh, they're telling their their constituency to not go to the hospital because the hospitals are death traps that will kill them. So they um, they wouldn't even give you your horse paste. Yes. You have to to fight with the, that is, that is becoming one of the weirder, uh, stories that is just constantly being circulated around QAnon is people fighting for the right to give their uh, loved ones, uh, the ivermectin in order to save them in the hospitals and going to court and doing all this kind of stuff. And a lot of these stories, um, and with them winning, getting the horse paste to their loved one, and their loved one being saved, which is wild. I've read one story like that that's actually been confirmed. And the hospital was like, "Oh, he was recovering before the ivermectin was uh, ordered to be delivered to him
1: by uh, the by the judge." So hey, man, it- it's like that famous Bizzy Boy song, "You Got to Fight for Your Right for Horse Paste." <laughs> <laughs> I, saw someone,
0: I saw someone posting on Twitter the like the COVID. Intensity and spread, and Florida is surprisingly low right now. It's just blue, and everywhere else is orange and red. It's just because COVID has just ripped through Florida so many times now. With sixty thousand dead,
1: (laughs) yeah, they're just like it'd be like it'd be like a like if you were doing it with forest fires. It'd be like looking over like a like an already pre-burned down forest. It just being like, see, there are no fires here.
0: No forest fires here. Yeah, 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 it really is the forest fire. Like, there's like, yeah. look at, look at this, lib idiots. Florida's doing great because so, you guys had sixty thousand people die. They're either vaccinated or dead at this point. Also, even yeah. if a
1: single person never died from COVID in Florida again, I don't think I'm willing to give them the credit to say that Florida is doing great.
0: Like, Florida, <laughs> Florida
1: mm, I don't think Florida has ever done great. How, how about that's what donald trump should do he's just run for office in florida like america like america is a big task why don't you just start by making florida great if you can turn florida <laughs> around maybe maybe we'll think that you're maybe onto
0: something <laughs> <laughs> oh man it, it florida continues to just need to be bugs bunny sawing it off letting it drift out into the ocean
2: Oh, that that would be magical. Uh, We could, I mean, the the idea of being able to exile uh, various and sundry uh, COVID hotbed states, uh, throw Florida into the sea, give Texas back to Mexico. I mean, we have options. We have possibilities. We have ways to make this work. Um,
1: There we go. That's our platform. Make Texas Mexico again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so, pretty,
0: having uh, lived there, pretty okay with that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so so, th- so how about that one six A? Eh? I mean, we, yes. we started talking about it, they quickly got distracted, just dunking on conservatives.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, what was uh, so so we had the, so we have the text messages from Fox News uh, can, again, which it's really awesome that like Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram are like shat, are the shadow cabinet around President Trump. I mean, imagine if uh, some shit went down with the Biden White House and suddenly we got all these texts from like Rachel Maddow and ver- various and sundry other libs on the television uh, telling Biden how to handle it. I think Fox News would probably take that very well. I think that there wouldn't be wall to wall coverage for a week about how the the liberal uh, media is controlling their puppet in the White House, Joe Biden. Uh, but then, on top of just having these random uh, media folks uh, talking to uh, to Trump about uh, about what about how one six was bad, we had a bunch of Republican lawmakers who have had their names mysteriously censored by the one six commission. I get the feeling that they're letting people know that they know, but they want to see what those assholes do while they're twisting in the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we There was one guy who came out, um, like, Republican lawmaker, and this was only on – this was, like, right after the election. This was not even after the states had been officially called and Biden had won. But, like, one guy texted Meadows and was just like, I got an aggressive play here. Uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, the states where the Republicans control the legislature, they should just send their delegates, uh, send their Trump electors to D.C., to, to certify the election for Trump and uh, just generate a shit show and throw it up to the Supreme Court, and that should be our relevant play. And I just, it just goes to show that they didn't, they didn't, they didn't even wait for a Biden to win officially before they were already like looking at each other, going, "You know what? Fuck democracy. It's bullshit. Let's just declare ourselves the winner and move on." Like we, we don't need to count these votes. We don't need to see who actually won. Even if it was us, we don't care. You, th- this whole letting the people have a say in who governs them—fuck that. Let's just let's just run this place. Let's just run it, and we rigged the Supreme Court, right? I mean, what? Why'd we do that? If yeah, we're not why
0: would we do this? Why would do that if we're not going to use it? Uh, and Trump's executive privilege was denied by the court because they're like, "Hey, we can only have one president at the time." Uh, at a time, so no, you don't get to say what you were doing is is secret because of executive privilege. You're not the president.
2: Yes, I uh, that is, yeah that that happened recently, and I believe it was about a week ago. And that appeal court gave Trump uh, 14 days to appeal to SCOTUS, which means that because all Trump is ever doing in these situations is delaying and trying to run the clock out. So Trump is going to literally on the 14th day uh, file the appeal to the Supreme Court. Yeah. But, and, and the thing is, is I just hear so many people that are just miserable and into doom porn and all this kind of stuff. And they're just like, "Oh, then SCOTUS is going to back him up and accept it. And he's not going to have to do it. And, and it's, and I just look at that and I, my reaction is, did you see what happened after the election? QAnon was constantly freaking out about, oh, we've got the Supreme Court in our back pocket, the Kraken lawsuit, the Texas lawsuit, all these lawsuits are coming. This election's going to be pulled down just the way Mike Lindell said it would, and Trump's going to be back in power. There's a a real chance
0: they just declined to hear it. They – they, yeah, it could go either way, but there's a –
2: I, I I 100% believe they're going to decline to hear it. They they have no interest because, I mean, for anyone who thinks that Kavanaugh and uh, and Coney Barrett and Gorsuch have any loyalty for to Trump for getting them on the court, they don't give a shit about him. They're like, thanks for the lifetime apo- appointment, sucker. Uh, go enjoy golfing at Mar-a-Lago or wherever it is you're living your life. But we're going to use our power for ourselves. And fucking over women with uh, abortion restrictions and striking down Roe v. Wade, we're not gonna open. The, we're not gonna open the Pandora's box of executive privilege decisions for Donald Trump. You're a nobody. You're yesterday's news. We don't care about you.
0: So the one six committee has everybody's texts, and we're just showing them to everybody. And everyone was texting Trump, being like, "Hey, you, you got to rein these idiots in." Is that like?
2: Oh, they got they what? So what happened here is that Mark Meadows uh was quote unquote cooperating with the one six committee, and he gave them a bunch of stuff. And after he gave them a bunch of stuff, they were like, "Wow, you've given us a lot, but all you've done is given us leads that make us need even more information. So you need to continue cooperating with us, and at some point." Uh, Mark Meadows realized, oh, shit, I've hung a lot of people out to dry with the information I've given even now. And if I give more information, it's probably going to go really bad for Team Meadows and all of my Republican uh, friends and probably uh, Trump as well. So at some point, Mark got the message in his brain that, Cooperation is no no longer a good idea. And it was at that point that he and his lawyers were like, hey, 1-6 committee, I helped you out some. That should be good enough, right? And the 1-6 committee was like, no, no, it's not. Um, There was uh, one Democrat uh, that was uh, talking before the the House. I don't know if she's on the 1-6 committee or not, but she... Posted a uh basically what you would like have a meme. She posted a sign that was like a meme, and it was from a Republican lawmaker that was sent to Mark Meadows that said, Hey Mark, check your signal, because they were using it like WhatsApp, because signal's one of those encrypted uh text yeah. apps. Okay, I saw that. Yeah, yeah and uh they're just like, the only one who can tell us what was sent on signal is Mark Meadows. And we want to know what that message was. If this guy thought it was so sketchy, he couldn't send it via regular text. And that was the, and so basically Mark Meadows was like, no, I'm not giving you my signal texts. No, I'm not doing these other things. So uh now, just today, I believe, the House of Representatives has voted to hold Mark Meadows in contempt of Congress. And so That's going to wind its way over to the DOJ, and I know a lot of people hate Merrick Garland and think he's moving too slow and all that good stuff, but we do know that the DOJ charged uh, Steve Bannon with two counts of contempt of Congress, and Bannon is going to have to go to trial, and the government's attorneys have said, yeah, this trial will take one day, and we're probably not even going to call it witnesses, because we might have to call one witness to walk up to the uh, – to, to just stand before the jury and be like, yeah, so uh, Congress uh, subpoenaed uh, Steve Bannon to show up, and he wouldn't do it. And then the prosecutor was like, is that illegal? And the guy would be like, yeah, it's illegal. When you get subpoenaed by Congress, you have to show up. And they'll be like, "No more questions." And I just wonder what the defense is going to be. It's going to be like, "Hey, up yours, buddy!" Or like, "What? Who? Who made you the boss? Like, who, who made this law?" I mean, I just really wonder what they even think a relevant defense for this is. Although I think Bannon does, on his
0: podcast, when does notable uh, gonna fuck this up? Big talker Alex Jones have to show up.
2: Uh, I don't think they've set a – I don't think they've scheduled Alex Jones' testimony yet, although uh, even though Alex Jones has, like, beaten his chest and talked about how he's a rough, tough guy, he he released a statement saying that he's probably just going to plead the fifth because um, – Oh, right. He, he
0: talked about – yeah, he's just going to yeah. keep saying fifth, fifth, because he's a big yeah. fucking coward, and nothing he can say won't incriminate him.
2: Oh god no. Oh yeah, he that's the one thing about the 5th amendment that's like fun in that spot is that once you take it for one question you have to take it for all of them because if you stop pleading the 5th for something then that means the other ones that makes you look even worse by comparison. So that will be interesting because I mean he and Roger Stone they're both uh they're both on the schedule to have to show up and do this and uh I mean I I remember Roger being very scared of going to a club fed and basically doing the please Donnie two scoops, get me out of jail, uh, pleading and begging tour. So I really can't imagine that either one of them have the stomach to actually fight this the way Bannon or Meadows is fighting it. But Meadows is fighting it because I think Meadows just has way too much dirt. And if he gave it up, he would like fuck over a lot of people. And he, he basically be the, the, um, the star witness of the prosecution for the 1-6 committee B- because uh, he's just had all these people texting him. Uh, one guy on 1-7 texted him and was like, oh, man, yesterday, was, yesterday sucked. We gave it our best and things just didn't work out. What can you do? Sounding like they were the coach on a team that lost the playoff game, not a guy who was upset that, American democracy was imperiled by a rioting mob attempting to hang the vice president. I mean, it's just
1: it's super wild. Hey, it's but, it's only it's only dangerous to the country if the mob isn't majority white. all, all those Lily White people, they were just there as tourists. They were tourists. They that were breaking windows and macing police and hitting them in the head with fire extinguishers and You know, uh, in one case, getting shot to death, being a true heroic patriot.
0: Tasing them, too. There was some tasing going on. Some light tasing.
1: A little (laughs) sous of tasing.
0: Uh,
2: That whole back the blue thing really went out the window very quickly when the blue were trying
1: to stop these people from killing members of Congress. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, when you're a 17-year-old kid with an AR-15 protecting a, a Meineke... Uh, from BLM protests, you're a hero. When you're, a gov when you're, like, an officially rec- recognized, like, police officer defending a government building, in this case the Capitol building, in our nation's capital, then you are the enemy, sometimes. It's all contextual. Yeah, they have
0: that one, <laughs> they have that one guy's text who just, uh, got charged for invading the Capitol, and, like, afterwards he literally said, Taze the Blue, Taze with four Zs or whatever.
1: Because he was spicy. Uh, he just, yeah. No, what, what he meant was he wanted to get them some of that that, that tea, that Tazé tea or whatever. <laughs> he was like, hey, pro- pro- provide our boys in blue with a refreshing uh, name brand tea. Um, That's
2: all he was hoping for. He was was trying to be a good egg. He was
0: trying to take care of people. He must be so
1: dehydrated after a long day of assisting tourists around the premises of the Capitol building then.
0: Was it it Roger Stone who hired a bunch of three percenters to be his security and then they were in the Capitol later?
2: Yeah, three percenters and Proud Boys. I mean, I know it's a a hodgepodge of right-wing militia groups, but yes, that is that's one of the things that Roger Stone wants to plead the fifth amendment about is the fact that like these people were on your payroll and then they did the capital thing. Uh, did you send them there? What was your connection to them doing that? And I'm sure Roger would, if he didn't think the fifth amendment would be like, I have no connection to that. I Those people acted of their own accord. Leave me, leave me out of this. I'm old and I really don't want to go to jail. So uh, fuck off with all that, with all that noise. Uh, but so we had all that. And I think that like, and there was a bunch of stuff about how uh, the, the the police were supposed to be there to protect the Trump people. And there's been a pretty much a working theory that I'm seeing on Twitter and a lot of social media about how they were really hoping that Antifa and BL, they were hoping that left wing counter protesters would show up and that the left would actually start a fight with these people, and then it could lead to this chaos where Trump could be like, oh, my God, the Capitol is unsafe. We have to call off the certification of the Electoral College for a few more days while we, like, tamp down everyone's anger and rage about all this stuff, and also we need to look into all this voter fraud that is rampant and crazy. What they wanted
0: was uh, ill-advised left-wing podcasters to show up, at the January six riots. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been there. Isn't, isn't that right, now? They were looking for podcasters. Oh, and they almost well, got man, one. Boy,
1: howdy. I should, uh, I should direct them to uh, the Adventures in Hell World podcast and our Patreon at patreon.com slash
0: pokerpolitics. <laughs> <Speedless. laughs> yeah, yeah, It's oh, like, it's oh, like oh, Alex Jones yeah. himself is here. Just like right into that ad pivot. <laughs>
2: I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna change our $500 Patreon uh, tier from uh, the debate because back in the day everyone was like, "Oh, Mike Raines, you make fun of all these QAnon promoters with screenshots. You won't engage them. You won't debate anybody. You coward." So I just put it on my Patreon. that for five hundred bucks, I'll give. will have a one hour debate with you. Whoever wants me, come at me, bro. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it for money, though. So uh, now that five hundred dollars tier will be uh, right wing crisis actors. So uh, some number of us, because uh, Sarge lives many uh, many million miles away from us. He's actually on Earth. But uh, at least two, or maybe one of us, if it's only Sarge, will go to your right-wing event as left-wing agitators. We will be your anti. We will be your Antifa. We will be whatever bad lefties you need in order to get your photo op for the low, low rate of five hundred dollars. We will aggressively sell we're out at, all
0: our. We have to bump that price point up. I'm not, I'm okay, gonna so go. I'm not going okay. to a clan rally. Yeah, I
1: for- that, that's is that, is that even going to cover airfare? I mean, come on now.
0: Yeah, well, it, it has to be local.
2: It has to be local. I have to be able to get there without recharging my electric car. So I basically have like a hundred mile radius around my house. Maybe 500
0: so, on top of expenses. And yes. I I fly first class, minimum. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. No Spirit Airlines for me. No. that Fuck that. They're the absolute worst. Take that, Metallica and Spirit Airlines. Boom. We're just roasting everybody <laughs> this
0: week. Boom, yeah, roasting.
2: pretty
1: soon, pretty soon we'll never, we'll never be able to get a sponsorship because we'll just, uh, we'll just fucking run up the scoreboard on every single person offering any <laughs> sort of service. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay, we're
0: roasting Metallica so we can get that Napster sponsorship. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh it, I I don't know how well-paying the uh, internet piracy sponsorship is, but hey, uh, internet pirates, get at your boy. We're we're here for you. We we support your right to. Uh, commit crimes which sponsors- oh, uh,
1: dude, dude the internet the internet piracy sponsorship game is uh incredible and uh, i know because this podcast is sponsored by nord vpn now folks i've tried a lot of vpns in my life <laughs> i love I how mean- the vpn pitch is literally just like choose your country of origin so you can see a bunch of shit that's on netflix that you're not supposed to be able to fuck it whatever That's <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally I just, on just cracked like, out on that yeah. yeah. This is one step away from being like, hide behind our VPN. So you can still use BitTorrent. Remember BitTorrent guys? It's so good. You can get whatever you want for free. VPN. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: remember like uh I forget if it was uh if it was Elle who told me this, but I remember there was this a few years ago, there was this really weird ad for this uh cold medicine. And the selling point of the cold medicine was that it was really hard to turn it into meth. Like they were just adamant that they're, they're like, our cold medicine is totally on the up and up. You cannot like buy a giant quantity of our cold medicine to make methamphetamines with it. And like the counter argument should have been someone should have just sold a cold medicine that was basically meth, just add water. It's like, yeah, this is for your cold, but if you just splash a little water on it, it's meth. So uh, hey, whatever you do what you want. If you need to treat a cold, cold medicine. If you want
0: to <laughs> Do you remember that anti-drug commercial where they gave meth a jingle? Uh, no, I don't. Oh my god, meth, that sounds horrifying. oh meth, got the cleanest house on the block. Meth, oh meth.
1: Uh, I did not make any of that uh, th- th- This is a commercial that only played in Sarge's mind. No. I have no <laughs> fucking idea it. what
0: he's talking about right now. No, I'm going to find it.
1: Oh uh, yeah, they'll that, that'll be. That'll, that you, uh,
2: you send me that link, and I'll post it to the uh, the the uh, Twitter of the uh, podcast so that people can see that you're not insane. Although until you do this, I'm going to assume that you are
1: insane. I, I, uh, Sarge, are you sure that you're not just confusing it with the Cars for Kids jingle? I mean, it's so easy.
0: I found it. I found it immediately. If you go to YouTube and type in "meth jingle," it is boom right there in the window.
1: Oh god, I I'm Well so, I'm I so, guess you heard it here first, folks. go to YouTube oh, and search yes. Meth Jingle. If you wanna avoid uh if you wanna avoid fucking up your algorithm, uh, NordVPN. Now folks <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meth <laughs> Oh Meth
2: yeah. Oh I I'm so glad we've earwormed Sarge about a meth jingle. This is this these are the these are the winding roads that, that, that Hellworld takes you on when you're uh doing <laughs> this stuff. And 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 the, the, the toxicity of American democracy being murdered is so severe that you're like, you know what would pick me up? You know what would make me feel better knowing that there's a jingle for a hard drug that
0: kills people. Um it was, so, it was supposed to be anti-drugs, but I just remember the amazing jingle for meth. There's the link to YouTube right there. in The chat window. Ha ha. Yeah, well, right. dumb populations, Elizabeth. I, I just uh, wanted.
1: To, I just wanted to be the 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 old theme song from that show, Fame, but with <laughs> <Matthew laughs> meth. Meth. I'm gonna live forever. Probably not. I'm gonna learn enough. how to fly, meth. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, uh, now that we're coming out of our meth delusion, uh, also yesterday from the 1-6 committee was that, uh, 11 house Republicans phone and social media records were subpoenaed by the committee. And, uh, there are some heavy hitters on this list, including, uh, favorites of the podcast, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, the Nazi Paul Gosert, uh, Jim Jordan. So, yeah, um... Uh, oh, the other Nazi, Madison Cawthorn. So, yeah, we're and, – and this is not them being subpoenaed. This is like Verizon and AT&T and the people that just provide them with their uh, their cell service being like, hey, uh, their phone records, yeah, in their, in their texts, in their social medias, uh, you can hand them over to us. We'd really appreciate that. So. Yeah, As while well, we're
1: at it, how about their their cloud photo data for L for no reason? Just don't worry about it. Please turn that over to L immediately. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Well, I, I would I would be worried. Uh, I'd be worried about getting Matt Gates's cloud data because that could potentially implicate you in child pornography. Oh yeah, no, so, thank you. Hard yeah. ass. Yeah. So yeah. So we're going to leave. We're going to leave Matt Gates's uh, information out of this request. So please and thank you on that front. Um, but it, it just it, it's very interesting to me that it just feels like uh, this. The committee is just pulling on a lot of threads, and the fact that they've they've done this thing. Where, and I mean, they know who these people are, and those people who sent those texts know who they are. So I really wonder. Like when is the next shoe going to drop with this stuff? And also, uh, I wonder how many uh counts of contempt of congress they are gonna hit uh Meadows with. Because I know Bannon got two. And like uh from what they from what I what they saw, the maximum sentence for a contempt of Congress charge is like one year in prison. So I would assume Bannon will probably get somewhere between six months to a year and a half in prison. Because there's no way he will not be convicted because he did it. It's a crime that is the ultimate open and shut case in the history of the world. So um, I wonder if the committee will just be like, every single one of these questions is a different count of contempt of Congress that we want to hit Meadows for. And because I saw a bunch of people saying that Meadows was cooperating a little bit because he was trying to avoid this charge, or if he did get charged, it would be a lesser charge. So I feel like uh, he tried to be... uh, I mean,
1: for what it's worth, I I do believe that that is typically why people cooperate. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, you know... uh partially out of the goodness of their heart when they know they haven't done anything wrong. And partially when they know they've done something wrong and they'd like to cooperate to avoid jail time.
0: Yeah. Like Matt Gates, friend,
1: (laughs) (laughs) who who (laughs) allegedly is cooperating in something, but man, I feel like it's been a hundred fucking years and Matt Gates is still not in prison. So considering how cavalier, it seemed like he was about paying potential minors for sex. Like, I mean, with that other shoe drops, holy fucking shit, bud! They're gonna be like, "Yeah, we we had to wait because we really need to destroy the evidence of the the crimes against humanity case we've got going against Matt Cades or mean, whatever."
0: <laughs> we talked about it a million episodes ago, but his buddy cooperated down from twenty years to three, so he they, he gave him something, but it, <laughs> he still did enough that they're like. Uh, you you paid for enough underage sex that you get to go to jail for three years. Still,
2: yeah, you you still get multiple years in prison. No matter, you were very helpful, but not helpful enough to actually get out of the atrocities you've committed, costing you actual real jail time.
1: I was, yeah, I yeah, was I really. Mean, if he uh, if he really wanted to avoid all this time, he just needed to to give up. Who shot the working man? And That's, <laughs> and, and that's your wire reference of the week.
2: This is why I need to have L in charge of the bumps, so he can actually have a soundboard that plays that for him after he says no, that. No,
0: we we can't go full zoo crew.
2: I don't know why we can't. Uh, one 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 day when we aggressively sell out, we will be the full. We will we, we the the Q zoo crew. I, I like it. We work workshop it. To the 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 O's in zoo are Q's now.
0: So that's <laughs> my price to go zoo crew is much lower than to go to a clan rally.
2: Fair. That'll be will be our different tier of sellout. The Q
1: crew uh, with Mike Ray and Sarge and Duke. <laughs> Get some. Exactly. Hail to the king. Nineties uh, movie reference. Yeah. <laughs> Misogynistic reference. I'm Duke
0: Dukeham. <laughs> if this pod drops below 60 it'll blow up
1: he did have one Duke Nukem did have one thing right he he has been hating cops for a long time Duke Nukem never really loved cops and it's just like you know for all all the horrible shit that Duke Nukem
0: was about at least he hated cops yeah Yeah. we can't say that Duke was always a (laughs) cab
2: good good on you Duke Nukem good on you So I think that pretty much uh, covers what we've got of the 1-6 committee. I mean, the, the, the fun thing about this is that this is, in a way, almost like a QAnon for the left, where you just have more salacious details rolling out constantly. This is basically what it was like during the Mueller investigation, but... The difference there was that Trump was still in power, and then he got his boy uh, Bill Barr to like crush that thing once it got released, and the media went along with it because the media loves Trump. He's ratings. He's good for them. Yeah, now, them. yeah, now the 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 bad guys, the cabal, are the ones running things. So, I mean. I know that I know it's really uh, it's an easy way to get a lot of uh, likes and retweets to be like, ah the one six committee ain't going to do shit. Nothing's going to happen. We're all doomed. Democracy is dead. America has fallen. But uh, I mean, I'll be the uh, I'll be the naive idiot. I'll be the Charlie Brown running at the football thinking I'm going to be able to kick it. Um let, let's see how this plays out. I mean, Steve Bannon's already going to jail. Mark Meadows is probably going to be going to jail. So, I mean, there are some good things happening here. Do I want more better or good things to happen? Definitely. But let's just see how it shakes. Let's see how it shakes out before we uh, condemn it as uh, a bunch of theater for rubes who just want to get excited over seeing uh, Liz Cheney talk shit about Jim Jordan and I other just... Republicans that she hates.
0: I just desperately want something that disqualifies, actually disqualifies Trump from running again. I'm not asking for much. I don't need to see him go to jail. Although I'd like that, but it's never going to happen. I, I'm not an idiot. I just want something that actually disqualifies him. Like death? That, I mean, I will not <laughs> do you, do you, recorded, with, Would that work for you? I will not be recorded <laughs> as saying that I wish uh, Trump would die, but you know that 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 might be nice.
1: Yeah. I, oh, I'm certainly not saying that either. I'm just saying that he he's an elderly man, and of all the things I could think of that would immediately disqualify him from running for president, uh, b- being not no longer alive would be a pretty strong one. Yeah. yeah. Although I mean, who like it's not stopping JFK Jr. Apparently, so
0: who the fuck yeah. knows? I mean, like we we do. I mean, uh, Roger. God, has Roger Stone been called before the one-six committee? I know he's out uh, in Dallas talking to negative forty-eight, but yeah. Like, so, yeah, uh, he, Roger
2: has been called to testify, but like him, much like Alex Jones, we don't have an actual schedule for that yet. But that's coming, and Roger has also made it clear that he's going Fifth Amendment on this. But yeah, Roger dipped down to uh, hang out with negative forty-eight and his crew of. Uh, ever dwindling supporters because um, it's it's odd that when you move everybody down to a city they don't live in and they have to find room and board and food and ways to sustain themselves, to do that requires money. It requires mm-hmm. a lot of work in order to keep financing this operation. And um, as time has moved on, uh, Karma, a friend of the podcast Karma has been pointing out to me that – more and more people are leaving or getting kicked out by negative 48 because of what because of the fact that they're getting tight on funds. Uh, recently he just uh he just like threw a bunch of women out because the majority of his uh fellowship is women, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what he, really?
0: It's mostly yeah, really. women,
2: yeah. It's mostly women, it's 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 and uh some of them left their families, uh. I mean, they've got, we've got husbands filing for divorce because their wives like joined a cult, which I mean, it's, it, 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 it's this, it's this life destroying, destroying bullshit. That's like something that I don't think people really like get, I mean, it's just the fact that assholes like this, who are able to pull off shit like this, do an incredible amount of human damage. And it's like, it's really sickening and so recently, uh, he's, like, throwing those people out, and uh, I, I don't know what Roger Stone's goal there was other than to just talk shit about uh, JFK the JFK assassination and seeing if he himself could make a buck off of negative uh, 48 and his crew, but... Again, because they don't have any money. Yeah, and- I was about
1: to say, that's a, that's a weird way to... You know what? I'm, I'm going to go to this group that's ever dwindling because they're running out of funds and see if I can milk some funds out of them. It seems like not exactly a target-rich environment. I feel I feel like if any of those people had money, they probably already donated it to negative 48 and the cult at large.
0: Yeah. yeah this- so those
1: compounds aren't going to buy themselves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a story I mean- that keeps getting weirder and keeps lasting way longer than i thought i mean when they had their first dumb gematria driven date i was like okay well this burns this candle burns itself out naturally real quick and here we are what a month later
2: yeah the one thing i will say that's like good is the fact that the the group is dwindling and people are leaving and it feels like this is going to be more of a kind of a an, an oddity, like some sort of weird thing that only people that got deep into the weeds into the QAnon conspiracy theory like know about and talk about. Maybe there'll be a documentary about it down the line and all the damage it did. But it, it feels a lot less like it's going to go down the path of like Waco or Jonestown or some other really dark and horrible place because Negative uh, 48 himself is in a lot of financial hot water. I mean, he is a guy that... Um, he had uh, his housing, his homeowner's association, like, his, like f- like filed, like, a five-figure settlement against him for all sorts of, like, uh, fees and violations. And, like, he, he and his estranged wife, like, didn't even attend the court hearings. So he had a default uh, judgment put against him. So, I mean, this is a guy who was just sort of, like, winging it. He's just out there just doing whatever it is he's doing because he doesn't even know what's going on in his life. He's... He hit a dead end. He uh, became uh, bankrupt. And so it's not like this was some sort of rich lunatic who decided to live out his lavish fantasy as being maybe JFK Jr. with an audience of sycophants that would praise him. This was just a weirdo who managed to rope a bunch of bored people into this crazy, exciting life of JFK Jr. is going to come back and show us all the path to salvation and Donald Trump secretly the president and all that kind of happy horse shit, and yeah. it failed. It failed. Negative forty
0: eight happy- is no Jim Jones. He's no David Koresh. I don't remember the name of the guy at Ruby Ridge. That wasn't really a cult. No, but- that, that
2: that was just a militia guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just feels like this thing is going to burn out, and probably negative forty eight is going to have to face like some sort of uh, reckoning. I mean. It, uh, Lord knows that between, like, the rumored drug use and all the weird shit that's happening in Dallas itself, he's probably committed real crimes down there. Uh, but on top of that, like, the fact that he's, like, running from his this, like, settlement against him from the Homeowners Association and all of these other <laughs> – all well, of you your- don't fuck
0: with HOAs. They will come no. after you. I'm learning yes. that.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, like, the fact that he's, he's like, trying to, like, avoid all these rakes while throwing more rakes on the ground means eventually he's going to step on one of them and the party is going to end pretty abruptly for him. So, uh, I mean, that's, like, kind of the person that I think is most likely to do something stupid and to hurt somebody or hurt themselves. I feel like the rest of the cult, while I'm sure there's, like, probably, like, 10 or 20 people that are just, like, in it to win it and, like uh God speaks through negative forty eight i'm I'm here to the bitter end at some point some cops are gonna show up and be like, "Hey, uh, you're under arrest for like fleeing a debt or what like uh the the gummies that we've been talking about here or the fact that it appears you people kidnapped a homeless guy and robbed him or something <laughs>
0: oh, um, I was gonna say you're gonna have to expand on that if that's real."
2: You know, yeah, they—they've they, they, been—they've uh, been like dealing with homeless people in the area because, like, Daily Plaza is like a place for like, like people to like, camp out, and there was talk that like, they, like they like stole money from a homeless guy, and then they released a video of them like, uh, like buying clothes for homeless people and helping people out and trying to rehab their image and make themselves look better. So, I uh, like it's really, I mean it's really weird how desperate the negative uh, the 48 group are about getting good public relations. Like they always like film these videos where they're so happy and smiling with their weird JFK wearing a MAGA hat and the get over it sunglasses. They just want to make it look like it's one big happy family down there. But uh, from all accounts, uh, not so much. It's actually terrible and awful. <laughs> and and, what? and every- yeah, and everything's falling apart. So it's not. It's not great. It's the opposite of great. It's
1: bad. It's very bad. Oh
0: man, yeah. And a story that won't that keeps getting weirder. Uh, do we want to talk about Ron? Old Ronnie Watkins? Q himself did an interview. Yeah, uh,
2: Ron was uh, talked to one of the main promoters of the whole stolen election thing. A guy named uh, Joel Altman, who. Uh, he's a little let lower on the totem pole than uh, Patrick Byrne and uh, Mike Lindell and all the rest of them, but he's one of these guys that's in it to win it. He's got his podcast, he's doing his work, and Joe made it very clear that he is here to uh, platform Ron Watkins, to promote Ron Watkins, to do anything he can to help ron uh win his election to the house of representatives because that's what america absolutely needs is that clown
1: uh getting into um into office uh hey with with enough work maybe he finally will get the queue clearance he has claimed to have for so long
2: That would be so awesome, Congressman Watkins, like showing off a badge with a Q on it, being like, "Boom! I did it! I got Q clearance!" Like our hero, wink. Uh, yeah,
0: but he's doing be... actively bad at campaigning. Like he has raised negative dollars, right?
2: Yeah, he uh, he is attempting uh, on this on this podcast and previously on his Telegram, he has talked about uh, using Bitcoin as a way to fund his campaign which uh people have talked about probably being a uh FEC violation even though the FEC is toothless and useless but um ron on this interview talked about ivermectin and uh nice that- it, it, he also said that it, he heard that in Australia that they're giving ivermectin to vaccinated people and not to unvaccinated people because they want the vaccinated people to survive and make it appear that the vaccine is what is saving them, when in reality it is the ivermectin. So,
0: Well, I mean, that that's neither here nor there. Australia doesn't exist. That's not a real country. It was made, right. up, made right. up by the cabal of the deep state. Take your picture.
2: Yeah, to uh to try to convince us that the round earth exists in yep. order to in in order to take us away from God. Um <laughs> I, I I actually saw uh our, our boy Ghost Ezra had a photo. It's like the it's the meme of the old rich men drinking wine and laughing. And the caption was we actually convinced these people that they're monkeys on a spinning ball. And I was just like, I'm just like, oh man, creationism and flat Earth, I love it. Just go, just playing all the hits. Oh yeah, just-
1: t- tons of tons of money in both of those. L- lot, lots of it t- lots of incentives to be pushing the the evolution theory and the round Earth theory. <laughs> yeah, there's so much
0: money in big evolution. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking people lining their pockets with that fucking survival of the fittest money.
0: We <laughs> will. Uh- Big evolution. Get at us. We will yeah. sell out so hard. <laughs> yeah. I like, I've, I don't know what you want from us, but we will do it. Big evolution. Oh, God.
2: I, I want that Darwin money. That's what I want. Oh,
0: man. Darwin money. So yes. Ron's running for Congress, and uh, his dad, Jim, wrote a book. Uh, he wrote a book called Sliced Americana. Do you guys want to hear about this a little? I don't have a ton I- of information.
2: Give us what little you
0: have. This is uh, Sarge's miniature story time. Because uh, I just found out. It just came out on the 13th. Karma and Poker were, uh, Mike, were so kind to tag me on this. but uh, So it's written by it has two authors, Jim Watkins and Sharon Green. Sharon Green is a sci-fi novelist uh, from the 80s. But here's the here's the breakdown of Sliced Americana as it's written up on Amazon. Jim Watkins, a pioneer of digital free speech and a veteran of extreme cancel culture, marches on. This is his first of a series of novels. Comma. Explores the dichotomy of humanity's unique yet ever evolving paths. I don't know what that means. Sliced Americana journeys into the bizarre metaphysical, political and inspirational. That is one sentence. Uh, Several stories intersect on many realms. the Chronicles are meant to give us a new perspective of mankind, the powers of the universe, and beyond. Prepare for the unconventional and let yourself take the path unknown.
2: I know that I'm always very happy when <laughs> I have a blurb on the back of my book that says, Some of this is banal. Some of this is really fucking boring. Yes, but hey-
0: <laughs> this is go- This is gonna suck.
1: Boy, howdy, Sarge! You better hope that we don't successfully make it to our sixty-nine uh, person uh, Patreon subscriber uh, goal, because if we do, you know what the next incentive is going to be.
0: <laughs> Slice yeah. I- the we, we we
1: we will get our mm-hmm. listeners to pay us money to make you read this stupid book.
0: I like. Yes. I always like. Karma brought this up, so. She has to come talk about this nonsense if I read it. Uh so real quick.
1: No no no, no 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 no. We we can't rope karma into anything that karma doesn't want to do, but we can rope you into it. Yeah, you, don't you are it. already officially part of the podcast. So, yeah. uh you better you better cross your little phalanges there that people <laughs> stop supporting do our Patreon uh because uh it seems like this is the sort of thing. I don't know why you brought it up. You're just like you're. You're like laying out the the, the rope we're gonna hang you with. I, I mean, yeah. th-
0: this was it. This was a given. Jim Watkins, yeah. one half of Q, wrote a fucking book at, with a sci-fi fantasy novelist slash harlequin romance writer like Sharon Green. I have to assume Sharon Green did the heavy lifting and the writing in this, and she has written such titles as The Far Side of Forever. Uh Silver Princess Golden Knight. Uh and then uh for Harlequin Intrigues, Haunted House, Werewolf Moon, and Fantasy Man. So Oh
2: dear. Uh I, I was gonna say before you said that that uh the, the odds that she did 80% of the work on this book would probably be low. I mean, that's really high. 80% might not be high enough for her level of effort. I mean so- also,
1: were- Werewolf Moon. How fucking lazy! Like, what, what, a, what a title that is. Can you imagine? From the author, from the author that brought you Werewolf Moon, comes Vampire Coffin and Mummy Pyramid and Word associated with other word.
0: Oh my god! She, yeah, she she didn't write a bunch after two thousand. Well, not that were published. Everything's been online after that, and. uh she claims that they're very well received, but I, I don't think we'll have any Honestly,
1: sort of- Honestly, I'm actually much less interested in forcing you to read uh, Rod Watkins' stupid book collabo with her, uh, as I am forcing you to read one of her Harlequin romance novels and getting back to us about it.
0: I was always going to be on the hook, since like, this is a thing I, I started doing. I was always going to be on the hook for Sliced Americana. Uh but that'll be our next patreon thing where i'll read sh- some of sharon greens harlequin uh or or historical romance novels we'll we'll let the audience pick I'm, I'm i'm
2: all here for whatever weird euphemisms for sex she uses in those sections of the book cuz romance novels are absolutely like just a train wreck when it comes to that stuff i, I, mean I hope
1: i hope one of them is about jfk wouldn't that be great <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Oh. Uh, she doesn't make this, you do this,
1: this, that, and the other thing, not because it is easy, but because I am hard. Uh,
0: <laughs> let's see. She wrote some historical romance novels. Let's look up.
2: Uh, they, 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 they better involve JFK after that. Flame uh, of. Uh, and, that, and now it's my favorite part of the podcast sarge's incredibly loud keyboard
1: yeah, yeah. The, 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 the 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 riveting pod content that our listeners crave yes. <laughs> listening to sarge do research
0: yes yeah i have no i'm looking at this book and i have no idea what it's about all right Hacha cha yeah sharon green seems like a great author Anyway, oh, really-
1: Rod, Rod Watkins has a book. What a dumb fuck.
0: Isn't that hilarious? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Even grosser, it's Jim, the dad. So. Oh, yeah.
1: Sorry. I, I got confused. The I, I confused Wagyu Cowboy Hat with weird spider mustache. Yeah. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, they're oh, both man. terrible people. But speaking of good people, if, we should get into the mailbag and see what our listeners have to ask us this week.
0: Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q&A.
2: Uh So, uh we open up with uh, uh Cleodora uh, Silvestre, who I still get that name wrong. I know L tried to correct me on it, but I'm incapable of pronouncing anything right.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those... It, like trying to convince you to watch The Venture Brothers. is one of those things that I will bring up periodically and it will never stick. No, I'm um, so I, I a monster. Not, it's, not, it, it's not especially hard. It's, it's like an actual name that people have been using for a while. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I... uh uh, I, 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 I will strive to do better and I will, I will seek improvement in my life, but, uh, or maybe, or
1: maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Cleodora will get back to us and just be like, uh, no, it's pronounced Silvarstrai and we'll be like, okay, <laughs> cool, well. I'm I'm just gonna to stick to Cleodora at
2: this point. I'm not even gonna attempt the second the, the second name because I'm. I love that
1: Cleodora is the one that you can like wrap your head around, but Silvestri just vexes you. You're just like it does. Oh. Cleodora totally normal rolls off the tongue. Sylv, so, w- w- what is this Sylvester Silvardon? <laughs> Silver- <laughs> Silvardon?
2: Yeah, it, it, it hits my brain in a, in a bad spot. I don't what to tell you. <laughs> But anyways, uh, QAnon's are making a big deal out of a shot every six months for life. Are any of them aware that us type 1 diabetics already have a lifetime of multiple shots every day? Reducing this to a single shot every few months would be an upgrade for me. (laughs) <laughs>
0: um,
2: yeah, it, like yeah, this is one of those things that they just love. They love the idea that that regular people couldn't possibly bear the burden of a biannual shot in order to prevent them from contracting a potentially deadly contagious virus. Uh, like the yearly flu shot. Oh my God, that's a that, that's so close to being a bridge too far. If I if there were two flu seasons and I needed a summer shot and a winter shot, I would just be out. I would never get the flu shot then because that would be a bridge too far. Uh when any of these people get diagnosed with cancer and they're told they're going to need like fifteen to twenty five radiation treatments or chemotherapy, are they're like, nope, just going to die? That's too many treatments and too short a window of time. Unacceptable.
0: Yeah, sign uh, me just, up. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to call it a day. I am done. But sir, it's it's stage 1 cancer. It's eminently treatable. You have like a 89% success, survival rate if you do this. Nope. Too much work, too much effort. Just going to let nature take its course don't, because don't tell I'm him about
0: a, dialysis. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope, yeah. Just just yeah, just going to just going to actually die instead of letting a machine keep me alive by doing the job of my kidneys. I mean, that is like that's awful. It's brutal stuff. I mean,
1: have but. you seen the peak physical condition of your average conservative? Like, especially Trump supporters? Like, how would they have any idea what diabetes is like? There's no way there's any overlap between conservatives and diabetics. Get out of
2: here. <laughs> L, making the solid points that I don't think about. That is a great call, yes. I mean, the the, the Adonises with their uh, Chinese soldier 12-packs walking into the ballot box to vote for Trump to be president again, they would never have to worry about any uh, chronic health conditions that could require constant treatment.
1: Yeah, every every MAGA rally looks like the cast of Magic Mike. (laughs) Yes. They're
2: just, they're, they're, they're just the they're just Spartans in three hundred walking into the walking into the amphitheater with their glistening abs and their man panties waving their spears around. It's it's great. They're, they're oh well
1: fabulous. then I guess that would make Joe Biden Xerxes. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna heroically defy you until the very end. Cool, and then you're gonna die and I'm gonna win. All right, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we got that out of the way. Like what this yeah.
0: is taking a weird turn.
1: Hey, that's usually the, welcome to hell, world. This is this
2: what yeah. happens? Indeed. Weird
1: turns everywhere. Our so. weird references will blot out the sun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. And then we'll pod in the shade. Anyway, boom. Uh, so, I was so, hoping uh, one of you guys would pick up the slack there, but obviously you guys haven't seen three hundred recently enough. You should no, go back no. and watch that movie. It does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked. <laughs> And you might be thinking to yourself, l I I thought that you didn't like it the first time you watched it. Uh, you'd be right. It still doesn't hold up. <laughs> it, 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 it is worse than you remember. <laughs> yeah. The slow motion sex scene is still hilarious, though. <laughs> What, what question are we answering yeah uh, no, so <laughs>
2: well, we're, 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 we were we were answering a question about the fact that uh needing to get a shot once every six months is apparently a cross too too heavy for QAnon to bear and they think that us normies will quote-unquote wake up as a result of that terrible burden and that we will finally cast down the chains of the deep state when they're like hey it's, it's been six months since your last COVID booster. Time to get boosted again. And we are like, no, fuck it. I won't go to CVS and have a sore arm for a day so I don't die.
1: Yeah, I mean. It's just, Where the it's, fuck were all these heroic patriots when the, uh, the when airlines started, or like, you know, airports start taking me, making me take my shoes off to like get on an airplane. That shit is such a hassle. The, right. Like, and it's just like, like, it's just like, you think this is going to be the minor inconvenience that finally breaks the cables back? I somehow really doubt it.
2: Yeah, do these do these people brush their teeth? I gotta brush my teeth twice a day. Fuck this! This this, this upkeep for my dental health is is a bridge far, way way too far for me. Sorry, unacceptable. Never doing it. It's just it's so wild. It's so wild that they that the minorest of things
1: they think of as just
2: oppression of the highest level.
1: It's, yeah, the it's... the conservative idea of freedom is literally just laziness. They're, yeah, they're just, they don't just like, like being a, told what to
0: do. Yeah, just yeah how like, dare
1: you impure my freedoms? I had plans today. I was going to sit around and watch television. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, you don't know you want know to take 20 minutes out of your day to go get that booster shot, maybe save the lives of you and your neighbors? No way, man. It's my life, my choice. All right, cool. Well, yeah. good stuff then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. You know, uh, so uh, thank you for the question that
2: went every which direction. So uh, Sean Nathan asks, are the Anons aware that the storm is upon us and that Meadows is the cold front moving in? Uh, I actually saw one uh, QAnon promoter bust out their favorite uh, trope when they see that shit is going bad for uh, team QAnon. And that is, that the one six committee is walking into a trap that Trump has cunningly laid for them. Oh, it's a trap.
0: <laughs> it's a trap.
2: They're going, you know, they're going hard. They're going hard trap here that Meadows and all these texts that the Meadows gave them, that was just to lure them in. And once they think they go for the motherload, then boom, Trump and Meadows hit him with the razzle dazzle and show them the real texts where like Pelosi and AOC and Harris, because, biden's too senile and stupid to be a part of this they were the ones who actually orchestrated the one six attack they're the ones who told the cops to stand down they're the ones who didn't deploy the national guard and boom a lot of ego on your face evil libs how you like them apples
0: i love it when they declare it's a trap yeah
1: <laughs> it's uh it's Trumpo a trumpo trap house wow that was hard to get through
0: Yes. <laughs> I wonder because it turns out
1: that the the illiterate double truh is uh, is a difficult one. Yes. And I even did my vocal warm ups before the podcast and everything. I was I was rocking red leather and yellow leather. It was incredible. <laughs>
2: L-, L has the best singing voice out of the three of us. For the people who've never, oh asked no,
0: question right. that's not even a joke.
1: Nope, I, not, I, I mean, it's it's a joke if you consider how bad my singing voice is. <laughs> it becomes a funny joke that a fu- funny joik it becomes a funny joke that if I if I'm the best out of uh, out of the three of us then woof maybe we need to what's once, once we become podcast millionaires maybe we need to get a singer on the payroll yes. <laughs>
2: So, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, Zero asks Do you think the pool of money the grifters drink at will ever run dry, or will there always be marks with open wallets? Uh, it's the latter. There's always a sucker that you oh, can Oh, yeah. Find. They're,
1: they're, a new fish is born every minute. Like, yeah, no
0: question.
1: Yeah. Do, do you guys remember when John Edwards was popular?
0: Yeah. Yep. He's, oh, still, yeah. A- he's still around, Grifton.
1: Oh, I'm sure that he is. But for a while there, he had like he had like a nationally syndicated TV show or whatever. And people were just like, oh, my God, his psychic powers must be so real. And it's just like, wow, you guys are just the rubiest rubes. I mean, holy, holy cripes.
0: Like, yeah, they they never put together that the people talking to them while they were in line were mining them for information. Yeah,
1: I mean, they, they were one step removed from somebody just going up to them and just being like, hey, give me your money. And they're just like, OK, and then just reach into their wallet and just dump it out for them. Yeah,
2: I I actually have a co-worker uh, talk about how they went to a um, – they went to Vegas, and while they were in Vegas, they saw a mentalist, and the guy – Hit them with like so much shit that they, 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 they did the whole thing. They're like, "There's no way he could have known." Blah blah blah. And I'm just, and I'm just sitting there. Like, they are a professional mentalist. They know all these tricks. They know ways to I'll get information reading. out of you. <laughs> yeah, so old. Yeah, like. Either, either they just did cold reading, and they're very good at it, or they were able to, in some way, get your ticket information to get your name, and then find your social media pl- profile, and be able to pull all that shit. Like, they can do all kinds of stuff, like... The good ones are very good at cold reading, and then the guys who have a lot of money and backing can turn it into a hot reading where they actually have you pegged. They know who you are before you even walk in the room, so they can just start talking about you, and you're just like, there's no way they could have known. It's like, actually, we have your credit card information. That gave us your name. That gave us your social media. So we have photos of your family. We know all your kids' names and their birthdays. We have everything. It's, it's really not hard.
1: Yeah, you, you can you can defeat any mentalist by just lying. Right, like if they're just like, like say my say my mother's name was was Mary, and they're just like, oh, I'm like getting like a read like an M name over here. Like, is are you related to somebody named Mary? And you just go, no, no, I'm not. And then just see how quick they pivot and try to like, go, and they're just like, oh, well, maybe it was like, uh, are you sure? Like, maybe it was an N. Is it Nancy? And you're just like, oh my god, my mother's name is Nancy. And then you just lead up down a rabbit hole the whole time inside. You're just like, I could just tell this guy anything I, I wanted to. He is uh, very easy to trick, it turns out. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: John, John Edwards still out there banging around. He's, I found like an hour-long YouTube video of him in, being interviewed by someone uh, just in last April uh, about dealing with grief. And he might have his own podcast. Yes, he does.
2: Oh, still. God. Oh, man. Uh, John Edwards, uh, The Grift. That should be the name of his podcast.
1: I I, Uh, I just hope that his podcast is just him, like, like, broadly cold reading, like, all of his listener base. Where it's just like, I can sense that somebody out there just encountered loss. Maybe the loss of a child or a pet or some other loved one. I'd be getting a name that starts with a letter and, like, there's one sad lady at home who says we're just died. She's like, John Edwards is talking to me. I have to give him $50.
0: Man, fuck that goal. And then there was, at the same time, there was the pet psychic was on. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Yo, if if you get tricked by a pet psychic, you never deserve <sighs> your money to begin with. When, when I hear that like these celebrities have like pet psychics like on their payroll or whatever, I'm just like, wow, it is it is astonishingly unfair that you have wealth. Like, <laughs> like it, 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 I I would like to point to that as Exhibit A as to why I am an atheist. Like. Why would a god let this happen? <laughs> Why does this person have so much money that they could do anything they want with? And what they're doing with it is paying a pet psychic because they think that this person could interpret the will of their cat. So <laughs> so fucking dumb. Nobody no. nobody should have wealth. It's, it's like the end result.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
1: is it's it is insane.
2: Pet psychics are proof that capitalism has failed and must be destroyed. <laughs>
0: yeah uh <laughs> we've had a good run i think we can all go home now
2: yeah uh and, and for the record i want john edwards's podcast to be renamed the grief grift because i think that's exactly what he is and what he does and you yeah. should be really really on the nose so uh thank you
1: for the question. <laughs> grifting over with john edwards yes <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's why we're still also poor. We yeah, we're not willing to just shamelessly grift and feed off of people's grief because they yeah, lost we, someone they love.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we don't want to find people in their weakest moment and be like, hey, we can comfort you for money. And then that person is like, I really need comfort and I have money. I will make this exchange. And then we're like, comfort. And they're like, ah. And we're like, money. I mean, we have to draw a line ah. somewhere.
1: Like, I'm not, I'm not about to go up to a widow and just be like, hey, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. If you donate it into $5.00, you get access to all of our bonus content.
2: <laughs> but what does that do with my dead husband? Nothing, really. I was just
1: thinking maybe. You uh, we, we, all, we, f- all, we all know that your dead husband loved bonus content. Come on now. I mean,
0: <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to get a tarot deck, and then one of our Patreon tiers is Sarge does a tarot reading for you and just be like, okay, and I see. Uh, you should go to therapy. The <laughs> Seven of Swords here says that Mental health is really important, and you should uh, go talk to a trained mental health specialist. That'll be fifty dollars. Uh, yeah. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, so the t- the the succinct answer to the question is yes. Uh, the the rube well is bottomless.
0: <laughs> we were still <laughs> in a question.
1: Yeah. It just happened to be a question about rubes and how easy it is for them to part with their money at Patreon.com/slash/pokerpolitics. <laughs>
0: You can be Uh, our rubes. That's the. That's what we need to start calling our audience (laughs) the rubes.
2: Uh, Yeah, that's great. Oh, so we, we've called them beautiful babies and
1: nasty weirdos. Now we're just going directly to Rubes, man. Welcome to weird.
0: Rube Nation, you suckers. Give us so,
1: money. So, so Sarge is intent on alienating our, our fan base by just <laughs> giving them ever more unflattering nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think, the nickname I have given our listeners literally includes the word beautiful in it, but then Sarge is just shit. like beautiful, beautiful babies, no deal. Nasty weirdos, nasty weirdos, no deal. Rubes. Rube Nation. Yeah, don't, don't, Rube Nation. Donate, donate $5 or more and you can join our cavalcade of f- unfuckable losers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we'll name the different tiers. So the bottom tier will be Nasty Weirdos, then there'll be Rubes, then Suckers, uh I'll keep workshopping uh, that. All right, next
2: oh, question. Like, uh, yeah, oh, man. I, I, I can't I can't wait for next week's intro where, where I'm like, and I am joined as always by Sarge. And he's like, hi, you stupid idiots. And I was like, whoa,
1: oh, Jesus.
2: We're getting spicy. Uh, so confidently befuddled asks, it seems like the super spy faction is fizzling out while the spiritual and new age factions are growing. Is this largely volume to noise ratio with Protzman, aka negative 48, and Lin, or is there an actual exodus happening from some of the factions? Um, it's really hard to know like the analytics and the demographics of the QAnon factions and how they're moving, but the one thing I will say is that it's harder and harder to keep up the super spy bullshit when you're just losing all the time, and I mean... You're a QAnon supporter and you have to turn on the television. And when you turn on the television, you see evil Joe Biden and evil Kamala Harris as the people that run your government, along with evil Nancy Pelosi and evil Chuck Schumer. And a lot of those people are uh, not, are are not, uh, are not white or Christian or men. There's, there's things that just trigger the anger in these people's brains. And so when you don't see the super spy getting the job done for you, it's a lot easier to turn to God and be like, "Hey, God, you're all powerful and shit. You got you gotta crack down on these assholes, right? You, you gotta you gotta set things straight for us."
1: And, then and God and- is like, "Oh, I will, but in ways that are too mysterious for you to understand. It may seem like you're losing, but I assure you, you're winning." And right. you're like, gee, <laughs> thanks, God
2: yeah <laughs> and the man with that deep voice is actually Praying medic or another grifter who's just speaking on behalf of god to you to make you feel better so you'll give them money what no god...
1: i'm totally him i'm the guy yeah. believe, believe me i'm the capital g man you know it yes
2: god the ultimate grift the er grift of all humanity uh that's that's what that's where we're at. So I, I and, and all these QAnon supporters that I see, they invariably will uh, at, turn to God as a way to uh, bolster your faith, bolster what you believe in, uh, keep on keeping on because eventually uh, God wins, and so you're going to get the payoff. It's just going to be on God's timetable. Which I mean, look at all you- the
0: successful cults they anchor them in religion. So going to God is the easiest way to keep your grift going and the easiest way to get your grift started. To oh, be yeah. near,
1: not all of them. Scientology did just fine talking about spooky space alien spirits. They made their own religion. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, eh, religion in quotation marks, but they, they certainly I, I made mean... their own basis for faith. That is for
0: yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, like the, the point still stands. Like, religion make your own god like if you make your own god then you get to write then they have to everyone has to buy their books from you they can't go to the christian bookstore
2: yeah i mean the third q drop referenced satan just apropos of nothing the first two q drops are like hillary clinton's about to be arrested isn't that going to be great and then the third q drop is just out of nowhere many in our government worship satan why did you throw that in, Q? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Well, it's because there's an audience out there who wants to hear that their enemies are Satanists and that I am a good guy who loves God and thusly I am against the bad guys,
0: the Satanists. Yeah, it, it's it's real easy to get into a movement when everything is black and white and nothing's more black and white than God and the devil. Like,
2: Right, exactly. I mean, it is it is the simplest easiest way to make yourself the good guy to say i'm aligned with god and my enemy is my enemy hates god and that's it and you don't need to explain the morality play further it's already made crystal clear in the audience's mind what is going on and what is going on is that you're going to save the world and god will uh shine his blessings upon those who support you and they will smite uh those who oppose them it's it it's just the ultimate easy scam it's like so simple and because religion is such a part of society like it's so easy to sucker people and Uh, like Pepe Lives Matter is like my favorite version of this, where like once a week they'll just be like, hey, I understand, guys, that Biden's still the president. Nothing's ever happened. But do you truly think the cabal can fight the power of God? Do you truly think that God will not prevail in the end? And it's like, well, when's the end? Define the end. It's been 2,000 years since they crucified Jesus, and God hasn't decided to, like, give us a payoff For that. So we've just had 2,000 years of humanity where those people lived and died with no payoff, but Pepe and QAnon are the lucky losers who get to live in the generation of the rapture or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous.
1: Well, yeah, because they support Trump, the uh, ruler (laughs) of rulers or whatever that one person was calling them. (laughs) Truly, (laughs) Donald Trump is the king of kings.
0: oh man what yeah. else do we got
2: uh so reverend xenofact asks uh, your podcast may mock, but we also know from mike that you folks sometimes have people reach out to you so how can others mock q while still being there to help people uh, also, after of course joining your patreon and also making and making you all rich or subscribing to else only fans um The one thing I will say is that I, on my Twitter feed, I only go after promoters. I would never, like, find someone with, like, five followers, like, talking shit on the internet and be like, look at this dum-dum. Like, the people that I am pointing out are shitheads and assholes are grifters. They're scam artists. Now, some of them aren't doing this for money. They're just doing it for internet attention, and they want to feel special, but they're just promoting this brain poison, and that's all there is to it. Rank and file people, they are now they're going down this path of their own volition. This is uh, this is confirmation bias at its nastiest and most brutal. But at some point, uh there are QAnon followers who will eventually realize they're being bullshitted. Uh there is uh, J- Jitar, who's uh, the, he's been interviewed by CNN. He's one of the moderators on QAnon casualties. Like he had that moment where he realized, wait a minute, I'm being lied to. Like people do leave QAnon because it's ridiculous. And uh, praise be for me, I've had like five or so people tell me that like reading my ridicule of these promoters has made them realize that these people are shitheads that they're not they're not doing anything other than running a scam and it's helped them out. And so uh, all I can say is, is that if anyone ever DM'd you uh, to say, Hey man, I'm having some questions about QAnon. I don't know what to think about it. 80% of the time they're trying to red pill you. They're trying to rope you in by getting into a conversation where they hit you with stuff. But the other percentage is people who are actually honest. And if you talk to them, they'll, they'll take what you said under advisement and they'll, and they'll roll with it. So all I can say is uh, don't punch down. Like look at the guys who are making big bucks off this shit and call them out for that. Call them out for being scammers. Call them out for building an audience and a brand off this stuff. I mean, we had Jordan Sather who sells $32 cans of coffee being all butthurt because uh 107 uh, has an, an Aston Martin and he's like mad. He's like, Oh, look at this grifter making us money that he has a nice car. My $32 cans of coffee. Don't get me a nice car. And it's like, that's just one grifter being jealous of another grifter's success. Like that's all they want. They just want money from this stuff. The guy, uh, the guy in the matrix, I can never remember his real name, but, I remember like the QAnon anonymous podcast was talking about seeing that guy like dipping into a a ultra expensive steakhouse after a QAnon rally. And it's just like, yep, that's what this guy's in it for. He's in it because he's getting people to uh, donate to his, his podcast and his Patreon. And he's raking up the bucks and living the good life off the people he's scamming. So I think that's really the best way to like, uh, help like the people who are giving away their money is to be able to show them you are giving money to a scam. That is all this is. And that scam makes you feel happy. But at the end of the day, it's a scam period.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not as high minded as, uh, as Mike is personally, uh, uh, I can't say that I don't ever punch down. I punch all around. I'm like a punching machine. I'm like a whirlwind of punches. My punches just go wherever the bit takes me at the time. But you know, c- comedy, uh is rooted in truth, and some people are going to be receptive to seeing that nugget of truth. And th- those people, like you know, it really just it you know it boils down to it, it boils down to sort of like ca- like a case by case sort of thing where you just have to interpret whether or not. The, the the joke you're making is worth it and then in the same way that like when somebody reaches out to you to maybe maybe need help or maybe try to try to suck you into a grift or whatever into your DMs. Like, you know, you just had to have to put in the work and feel it out and try to figure out uh what you're doing and at, at any given moment, which is which can be tough because it, it, like, like all things it requires personal responsibility, which is why, you know, I don't necessarily have the same exact moral code as Mike does when it comes to 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 where the punches land because i i do think that at the end of the day a lot of these people that are getting suckered like if they don't have a mental health condition or whatever if they're just doing it because it makes it feel good that like personally i think that there is some personal responsibility issues involved and you know not everybody is just like like a victim's victim like you could be a victim of a grift but like of your own making uh and and like those are the people that are the hardest to sort of like work with and just sort of like get to come around. Cause you could be like an otherwise completely reasonable, responsible human being. And still somehow just this one thing tickles your fancy to the point where you just tumble down this rabbit hole, but like, you're not depressed. You don't have schizophrenia. Like you're, you're just a regular person who happens to be about this one incredibly niche thing. And sometimes those incredibly niche things are completely benign like, you're into Vocaloids or whatever, like, you're, like, a big anime fan, or, you know, some sort of other, incre- You like, I like Gunpla, all right, cool, you're not hurting anybody, but sometimes the thing that tickles your fancy is QAnon, and that's dangerous, and I don't necessarily think that just because you're not a grifter means that I shouldn't throw a punch your way, because, like, like, it, it really, but again, in the same way that, like, I, like, in the same way that I think it goes person to person, it's also our responsibility as content creators and people who are like plugged into this particular community to sort of, you know, it's our responsibility to sort of pick and choose our, our battles, pick and choose our moments, pick and choose our jokes and what we put out into the world. But at the end of the day, we're not all in lockstep on like where the lines are. And I think that's, that's for the best. Cause the, the podcast would probably be pretty boring if we were all just like completely like down the road, like all, like you know, I, I make my joke about taking the sellout pills all the time for a reason. You know what I mean? I'll never become a podcast billionaire if I'm just like, "Hey, you, you, you're a you're a straight cisgendered white male, and like, you know, you make like seventy thousand dollars a year. Life should be easy mode for you. Why the hell are you supporting QAnon? You're an idiot." Like I'll just I'll throw that punch because fuck them. But maybe Mike wouldn't. Maybe Sarge wouldn't. And that and that and that is what sort of like makes a uh, makes our gumbo extra spicy.
0: I think be there for people if they're coming out of it and try and point out inconsistencies. But it's been proven time and time again that confronting people that are like deep into something only makes them pull in harder. Uh, it's just like, yeah, but, uh,
1: but, but guys, let me, uh, uh, audience, hold on a second. I have to, I have to pull my co-host aside real quick. Guys, if we save everybody, we won't have any fucking content anymore. We'll, we'll never be, we'll never get to be podcast millionaires. So. We just
0: talked about how there's a, a new fish born every minute. I don't think we're in any danger.
1: Mike, I'm looking at the clipboard here and we're getting word from the top that like the bosses are really, we're really going to need you to start punching down. Like... Hey if
2: if if Soros needs me to punch down I'll do it. Well, I I I'm I'm here I'm here for the boss. Him and Lady Gaga they pull the strings. I just do what they tell me to do. It's one it's one giant hive mind. There's no actual independent thought here. I
1: think There's at the been, end of the day the most important thing to do is just to to remember to be receptive to the people who are trying to get out the way that sarge said like like sarge brought up a great point that i i forgot to mention but there are some people who are currently entrenched in it that will want to like you know separate themselves from uh from this sort of nonsense and you have to give those people the benefit of a doubt when they when they're getting out of it because you know they are victims just of a different sort uh, and you know, you're just supposed to believe in the intentions of the victim. So, like, it's like you know, if somebody's just like, "Hey, man, like, d- do me a solid and h- help," like, like I, I, I'm pretending, or like, I, either I'm pretending to be receptive to it, or I'm actually receptive to hearing, well, like, why you think what I believe is wrong. Hit me with it. Like, even if you're afraid that they're just pretending so that they could try to like rope you into something, you still have to take your shot because periodically you're going to encounter one of the real people that you're going to pull out of the muck. Right.
2: I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, and finally, uh, pa- Pancake Peasant, uh, directly at, to Hell World L, says, my question is how dare you withhold this fans from us? How else are we going to get one-hour loops of accented ASMR beautiful baby
1: positive reinforcement? Oh, I love my beautiful babies. Stuff like that. Just, like, really terrible, like, awful. Just, like, Oi, beautiful babies. It's me, Mysterious L. I just want to say, I think you're doing a pretty good job of it, eh? Yeah, so, you know, go out of the world and spread a little positivity in it, right?
2: (laughs) Just like... (laughs) I think we just got, like, four more people on Patreon just from that. That was was incredible.
1: (laughs) I love how ASMR is just quiet. (laughs) Yes. In my my mind, ASMR is literally just being quiet. Yep.
2: That's what it's all about. Oh man, That's yeah. super wrong. Yeah, and, and just like just like scratching something that has like a pleasing noise to it when you're doing that, it makes it perfect. Oh man. So, uh, and that leads us to our uh, question of numerous, as it were. What are you looking forward to?
0: Um. Well, same as last week, Spider Man. So that that comes out. I guess tomorrow evening. I haven't really looked at Showtime, but uh, uh, yeah, um,
1: it's a, it's a Friday release, which of course means that you can see it as early as Thursday at three o'clock or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, just, I just love how the movie industry is like that. It's just like coming this Friday, get your tickets starting Thursday at three. And it's just like, okay, I don't think your release date means what I think you think it
0: means. It's just so funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. still Spider-Man, and yeah, that's it. I, I'm I'm a sad boy. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, yeah, I, I, you know, we're we're a secular group of folks for the most part. But uh, I'll say I, I, I'm excited for Christmas, not not necessarily the actual 25th itself, but I've got a I've got a friendsman's gathering coming up on Sunday and I've got presents to wrap and joy to spread and it's going to be great one of my one of my friends is just recovering from surgery uh so i'm very excited to get her her christmas gift because i think she's going to like it a lot it's going to help boost her spirits uh so yeah i'm excited to, to spread a little holiday cheer over the next week
2: that's really cool uh I am looking. For, I'm just looking forward to uh, another. Actually, having the Patriots back on my television after they played not football on Monday night a week ago, where it was literally just people, small children, cats, dogs, everyone being blown around by a windstorm, and I was told that the Patriots won that game because points or reasons. So, actually seeing uh, my local foosball team play actual foosball will be uh, very, uh, very exciting for me. That'll be fun. And uh, I think I brought up Spirit Island last week, but yeah, I'm very excited to give this game a try because I was watching some playthroughs, and it seems inc- it seems like a game that's incredibly crunchy and it's got so much stuff going on that. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I also, I, I really enjoy pa- uh, Pandemic, so I enjoy games where it's like you and the team fighting the board itself. And the idea that the, the, the board itself can just kick your ass and make everyone mad is such a fun game mechanic to me that like you can literally you can be sitting around and being like, God damn it, guys, we lost. We lost to this inanimate object that defeated us with its programming. That's just... I don't know why I enjoy that, but it, it, the tension of it is very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. I actually, uh, I play a shitload of board games and I uh, I actually tend to really hate those style of games. I just think it's great because my love of board games came from gaming uh, in large part uh, with you way back in the day when I, when uh, during like the, the first wave of uh, the Euro games takeover with uh, Settlers of Catan and all that. Um, and it's just so weird how, how over time, like, you know, the the particular interests and paths of people can diverge despite coming from the same source. Cause like you, you, you really like the, the cooperative versus board games and like, are still really into the social deduction games. And I have sort of moved off of both of those like pretty hard, like that, which is why if you're one of our wonderful, beautiful babies who have been uh, partaking a game night, you never see the mysterious L playing secret Hitler because mysterious L fucking hates secret Hitler. Now I think I've played enough secret Hitler for two lifetimes. So get at me once <laughs> I've resurrected twice And maybe if I don't resurrect it to the body of Hitler, maybe we can play some secret Hitler. Otherwise it would be pretty obvious. (laughs) I I am not Hitler.
2: (laughs) Overt Hitler with with the mysterious L. All
1: right. Well, rock on. So uh, lots of stuff to be excited about going forward. Uh, You know, what we're all excited about is the support from our wonderful, beautiful babies and the beautifuller babies among you who are the ones who are supporting us at And you heard it here first, patriot.com slash poker politics, a URL, which I've mentioned, I think a dozen times this episode. But if you like what you're listening to and you want to support us by giving us a little bit of a donation uh, tip for your dealer, if you'd like, uh, you could do so by visiting that there URL and uh, supporting us financially. Uh, We really appreciate it when you do. Uh, donating at the $5 and above tier gets you access to all of our bonus content, of which there's a tremendous amount, uh, and more coming. And by tremendous amount, I mostly mean just, like, several different series, uh, including Caballon, The Fowler's Deed, uh, Sarge's Conspiracy Storytime, uh, we just started What We Do Out of Shadows, which is pretty interesting. Uh, so a bunch of stuff there for our $5 and above Patreons at patreon.com pokerpolitics. This week, happy to say that we have four new beautifuler Babies and one beautifuler Baby upgrading from the $2 tier to the $5 tier to get that sweet bonus content. So thank you very much to the following people for supporting the show. Uh, Mick Volks or Mike Volks? It's MIC, which when I read it as somebody who used to do the hip top, I read as Mike, uh, but it could be Mick. So either way, uh, Emily K.E. Finch. I'm not sure what K.E. stands for. And it does appear to be uh, not capitalized on purpose. So I uh, c- consider my interest peaked. Uh, Josh, that's pretty simple. Uh, I'm, g- I'm going to pronounce that right. Nine times out of ten at least. And Liz uh, Thank you guys so much. And uh, Molly V for increasing your donation amount from $2 to $5. We really appreciate it, folks. I'm happy to say that that puts us at 67 out of the very nice 69 people so close. supporting our Patreon. Uh, if we get to that 69 number before the end of the year, we are going to do another Adventures in Hell World cross binge wordy crossover podcast where the gang will uh feast their eyes upon and then discuss the merits and demerits of. Uh, reno911 colon the search for QAnon. Uh, So uh, two more beautiful babies will unlock that sweet bonus content for you folks. Thank you everybody for your support. Um, And even if that support isn't coming financially, you know, if you just think you, the show is good and you want to tell a friend, uh, you want to promote us on the social media, you want to give us a five-star review, all that stuff helps the show. If you do have money and you don't want to give it to us because we're just a bunch of loudmouth jerks on the internet, you can go ahead and donate it to love146.org. They are an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And unlike the dickheads at QAnon, we would actually like to do something to stop that. So if you would like to donate some money to love146.org, they are out there doing good work. As always, I need to thank DJ Minimal Effort for our intro music. It gets better every time I hear it, which is crazy because I've heard it a billion times at this point. I'd like to thank our buddy Frosty, who you can find on Twitter, at FrostyVO, for our content warning and the voice of QAnon and all of our bumps. And also, if you can't get enough of myself and Sarge, uh, we have another podcast, spin-off podcast from this show, where we discuss pop media called BingeWordy. You can find us on Twitter, at BingeWordy. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-R-D w-o-r-d-y and you can find our podcast wherever podcasts are provided uh obviously it's the holiday season and we just dropped a double dose of holiday cheer on you this past uh monday uh doing our shows on santa claus the movie which is absolutely completely bonkers and uh elf from 2003 a timeless holiday classic with some problematic elements that we uh, happily get into during the show So, once again, thank you for listening, and for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been your host, Hellworld L, joined as always by Hellworld Sarge, and our beautiful expert of all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Planning for your next trip?